This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, March the 9th. Hope you're OK. Uh, I was going to try and keep this a Meghan and Harry free zone, but it does seem that an awful lot of you want to chat about it. So here we go today then. The couple's interview with Oprah was shown on ITV last night and it's fair to say there's been quite a reaction. Joining me to chat about it on the podcast is our reporter, Ollie Kemp. And you posted a question about it on our Facebook this morning, didn't you, Ollie? Yeah, we always like to ask um, our Facebook audience a question every day. And um, I think this might be the, the most answered to question we've ever posted on, on our social page. So, yeah, I did ask, how has your opinion of Harry and Meghan changed following their interview with Oprah? Obviously, that was watched by around 11.1 million people. So there was quite a lot of opinions, I think it's safe to say, and really mixed as well. I wanted to start off with um, Caroline Hallett, who said... Um, they're private individuals now, so whilst I have sympathy for their problem and their family, it's really none of my business. And I think the media needs to stop trying to put people into one of two camps, a for or against position, which I think is a good point anyway, because throughout all of this, you do tend to have people, and if you look through all the hundreds of comments we've got on this question, people either are very much standing behind the pair, or they're very much saying this is wrong, they shouldn't have spoken out. Um, they should think about what it's what it's doing to the royal family, what it's doing to the image of um, of the royal family across the world. I think that's probably the the difficult balancing act, isn't it? Because as she makes a point there, they're a private couple. However, <laughs> they, they've gone and done a very high profile interview, which kind of then some people would say gives you the right to have a say. Yes, you can definitely understand that side of it, can't you? And, uh, you know, Oprah, it's not, it's not exactly a small interview, is it? You know, uh, you go and get interviewed by Oprah, it's a very big deal. It was broadcast, you know, around the world the night before, ITV, primetime slot, it's it's massive. Um, and actually, one, one of our other commenters, Katie Jarrett, said it's a bit like me putting my family disputes on Facebook rather than actually speaking to my family. Yeah, indeed. Um, so there's a poll out today because, I mean, obviously, as we've seen on our own Facebook, it's divided opinion. There is a poll out that says um, 36% of Brits are on the royal family's side. Then they're, they're not happy with what uh, Meghan and Harry have done, but 22% sympathising with the Sussexes. But apparently it's, it's a bit of an age difference as well. Depending on how old you are depends on what you feel about it. So 48% of 18 to 24-year-olds are, are backing Harry and Meghan. That's compared with 9% of over 65s. Obviously, we don't know how old people are commenting on our Facebook in particular, but have you seen in quite is it a 50 50 you know what's the split in opinions would you say I would say it, it seems like it's fairly 50 50 although what I would say is is, is the the sort of more uh the none of the on the fence react comments are getting many reactions but the people who are really speaking out that they're, they're getting like lots of reaction lots of people are kind of commenting back and talking about it but it's very kind of it is very mixed uh, you know some people you know perhaps perhaps some people if, if they've if they're younger and they've grown up with watching Meghan Markle act in in TV shows like suits and things like that they may be coming from an entirely different angle to this than people who are perhaps older and they've they've been around news about the royal family for much longer. So I think there's, there's definitely going to be differing opinions throughout this. It'd be, it'd be interesting to look into it in a bit more detail and see if we do have a much more specific age gap, depending on what side you actually do 
uh, land on. Yeah, absolutely. Any other comments that particularly grabbed your attention today? Carrie May said, yep, I like them even more for not being puppets like the rest of them. Best thing they done was leave the UK. Um, you know, that, that's been replicated quite, quite, quite a lot, actually. Um, that, that fair enough that they've decided they're going to go their own separate way. Uh, there's another one, Michelle Langridge. This had, I think, the most number of reactions we've had on anything today, which was 166 reactions saying, uh, no, don't feel any different. Always knew she was just playing another acting role. It's just proved it for the whole world to see now. Very lucrative role, I must add, and a good way of keeping the money rolling in. So there's, there's definitely some cynicism on that side of, of where Megan might be coming from um, from this. And that is definitely replicated across a lot of people's opinions on socials. Yeah, I'm sure it's something that's going to rumble on for a long time because obviously the royal family coming under pressure to kind of react to it. We'll have to wait and see if they do. But our colleagues at KMTV have also been out and about to find out what some of you think. Harry expressed his... Um his gratefulness for being with his wife and being able to be sitting next to her um, doing an interview about it away from the royal family um, I think that's quite a powerful message but I'm also very scared for them um, I didn't watch it but I followed it on social media and I, I suppose I'm getting quite a biased view in that it was kind of the more extreme moments that were taken from it I found it a bit bad that they're slagging off the royal family on in public. Maybe we misunderstand the way they're portrayed in the media and we feel like it's they are selling their story to the media when actually perhaps the story is being created without them. And you can still have your say by commenting on The Daily Question on our Facebook and Twitter. Kent Online News. Next today, and it's feared even more Kent families could end up needing financial support over the next year as a result of the pandemic. A report given to the Kent Online podcast shows almost a third here in the southeast think their money issues could get worse, and many reported a decline in mental health. Well, David Holmes is the chief exec of Family Action, who carried out the study. Well, it has been a, a very tough year for everyone, hasn't it? But our report that we're launching today with LV General Insurance is looking at the impact of COVID on family resilience. And by family resilience, we're looking wider than just money. We're looking at all of those different dimensions of family life that actually help us to function well as families. So, of course, that includes family finances, but also strong family relationships having those wider support networks that, that just help us, good physical and mental health. And of course, the ability to cope and find solutions with the ups and downs of family life. And if you have all of those elements together, then usually your family is really quite resilient. I think what we've seen throughout COVID is different aspects of family life have come under pressure. Some families have been under pressure on all fronts. And this report is, has just explored that. And what it shows is that families have had different experiences during pan the pandemic. Some have really been impacted financially. Others have seen their mental health worsen. Others have seen their relationships with, with children, with partners um, not be so good. Other people, though, have had a, a better experience. So it's not all doom and gloom. One thing we're seeing through our Family Line service which is our, our helpline for families, is, is often we're getting calls from families who are just quite overwhelmed. 
So it's not any one single issue, one single crisis, but it is a feeling of just being overwhelmed because there's so much happening in their lives all at once. And so often what people really need is just someone to talk to, to just, you know, talk through those problems and, and actually start sorting out what's the biggest thing that needs to be solved, you know, what's the priority, and then, then taking it step by step. So actually talking about problems, realizing you're not on your own, realizing that other people have problems too, is a really good first step to sorting things out. Nationally, we've seen a really strong focus on rebuilding the economy and, and jobs. And that's great and vital, but I'd like to see a similar focus on a societal recovery strategy, which goes broader than the economy and touches those other aspects of, of family life, which are so important. So people's mental health, their well-being, their confidence, um, because that's what we need to help everybody to emerge um, in one piece from this pandemic. We need a broader focus. It's not just about money. We've also been chatting to Sarah Poley, who's the chief exec of Homestart Medway. So one of the main factors for our families has been children at home and feeding children who would normally be in school and um, looking for things that um, could entertain and support families as well as kind of feeding them. So we have, as well as our financial fitness project, we have a domestic abuse project, we have an army project, um, we have our volunteer support for families. Um, so we offer a, a, a wraparound support for families. Um, so what we've been able to do in the pandemic is, as referrals have come in, um, to actually uh, offer not just the financial support, but emotional support, targeted support for specific parts of the community and deploy the staff that we have to kind of meet all those needs. In the early part of the pandemic, we did things like um, delivery of craft boxes um, to the families. So things that were um, supportive for the children's wellbeing and development, um, but also accompanied by things like food that they needed um, to address those needs. Um, we also, through the REAP project, are able to give support with gas and electricity top-ups, um, small amounts of that. Um, so we were able to address um, you know, fuel hardship and poverty as well. Elsewhere, almost half a million pounds could be spent on COVID projects to help out struggling community groups. The county council suggested grants of between three hundred and two thousand pounds will be offered to small organisations which are finding it difficult during the pandemic. If it's given the go-ahead, initiatives could include food banks and homeless charities. Some other COVID news today and initial findings show the South African variant wasn't detected during surge testing carried out in parts of Maidstone last month. Almost 10,000 tests were delivered in just three days, with emergency service workers going door-to-door to drop off swabs. The final results are yet to be published. At Kent Online, you can read about the former Canterbury schoolboy who now heads up the largest production facility of COVID vaccines in the world. Adar Puanwala used to go to St Edmunds and is now chief exec of the Serum Institute, which is making 70 million doses a month. The 40-year-old has recently been named by GQ magazine as one of the 50 most influential young Indians. And Medway's long-awaited mass coronavirus vaccination centre is due to open on Thursday. It's being set up in the former 
DW Sports Shop at the Pentagon Shopping Centre in Chatham and will increase capacity so thousands more can get the jab. There are already four others operating in the county. They're in Gravesend, Folkestone, Tunbridge and Ramsgate. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. A Tesco Express in Dimchurch is going to stay closed for several weeks after a ram raid caused significant damage to the building. A digger was used to try and remove the cash machine from the wall of the building on the 28th of February. A man and woman have been arrested after police seized 200 cannabis plants near Ashford. Officers raided a property on Flood Street in Merzam. A 43- and 47-year-old have since been released under investigation. A damning reports described conditions at Napier Barracks in Folkestone as inadequate, impoverished and filthy. At Kent Online, you can see pictures from inside the military site, which has been used to house hundreds of asylum seekers. Inspectors visited last month following a coronavirus outbreak and have now criticised the government for using the barracks. The Home Office say improvements have been made. Detectives want to speak to anyone with information about an attack in a busy car park in Headcorn, which left a man unconscious. The victim, who's in his 40s, was treated by paramedics for a head injury and then taken to hospital following the serious assault outside the Sainsbury's local on the high street last month. Kent Online reports. Ashford has been branded the epicentre of hair and beauty as two more nail bars are set to open in the town. Now, last February, we reported there were 26 hair salons dotted around Ashford. The new additions mean there'll soon be 13 nail bars as well. The industry is, of course, eagerly awaiting April the 12th when it's hoped they can welcome customers back after lockdown. Domino's Pizza is looking to open three new branches in Kent as it announces 200 more restaurants and a drive-through expansion plan. The company's seen a boost in sales during the pandemic. They're looking at sites in Who, Windcheap and St Dunstan's in Canterbury. A meteorite that was seen in the skies above Kent has been found in Gloucestershire. Some residents captured footage on doorbell cameras on the 28th of February. The meteor has been identified as a type which has never fallen anywhere in Britain before. And organisers of the Pub in the Park Festival have confirmed it will return to Kent this summer. The food festival will be held at Dunorland Park in Tunbridge Wells from July the 9th to the 11th. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham will be looking to make it three wins in a row as they travel to take on Fleetwood Town tonight. It follows their 3-1 win over Ipswich at the weekend and last Tuesday night's victory over MK Dons. The Jills are up to 11th in League One. Is Gillingham defender Jack Tucker who scored on Saturday. We feel more than confident. Obviously, we've given ourselves a mountain to climb, dropping some points where we shouldn't have done this season from the start. Um, but we know when we when we go out there and perform like that with that intensity like we do, uh, it's, we can beat anyone because you see Ipswich's recent results. They are, they're a very good side and we didn't beat them comfortably, but we we done our thing and it could have been more in the end. We had a couple of shouts of penalties and so on. Um, so we done well. we know when we play like that, that we are capable of beating anyone. So it's just about building on these two results that we've had this week now, uh, taking them on to the Tuesday. And then, you know, if we keep winning games, we'll take it game by game. Uh, you never know where we could end up by the end of the season. Wherever we go, we know the way we play and... If we do have that intensity from start to finish, then teams can't live with us with the with the players we've got. Because when we can get ourselves up the pitch and start playing in the right areas, we have good players as well. So we can we can mix it up, both going a bit more direct and keeping it shorter. And it definitely helps knowing that you can score goals both ways. We're we're getting the chances, and at the minute we're putting all of them in. So as long as that stays the same, then it's definitely a positive thing. 
Fleetwood are currently 15th, but also on a decent run of form. Kickoff tonight is at 7.45. We'll have reaction to the result in tomorrow's podcast and also on our sister radio station, KMFM, tomorrow morning. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. To do it, just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.